Fort Worth. Co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. It is a Friday, February 4th, in the first week of Lent. Good to, February 24th, excuse me, in the first week of Lent. Good to be with you on a Friday and every day here at the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I know a lot of people are still struggling from the storm, this winter storm that's still going on in several parts of the country in Michigan as I said yesterday, uh, Michigan, central Michigan, let's say, you know, kind of halfway up the mitten there if you hold up your left hand, and then parts of southeastern Michigan really hit hard. I mean, DTE, one of our utilities, is saying they haven't seen that much ice on tree limbs in something like 50 years. So it's very frightening. And California is going to get clobbered as well with tons of rain. So it's not over yet. Be careful, be safe, and make sure you give yourself plenty of time regarding travel. Because as we reported yesterday in the news here on Catholic Connection, and I know this just from traveling so much, that even if your weather in your area is beautiful, it could be sunny and warm or sunny and cool, whatever it is, but it's it's like this chain reaction, especially at the hub airports. Like if you have problems in Detroit, that's going to affect Chicago. It's going to affect Miami. It's going to... It's just... It's just a domino effect. So keep that in mind. And again, pack your patience and your rosary beads and some good spiritual reading during Lent. Hey, use it as an exercise if you get delayed, right, of prayer. Here's an idea. And I have to travel over the weekend, and Vanessa is going to be uh, filling in for me on Monday. I'll be back with you on Tuesday, but <laughs> I will certainly try to practice my own words if we run into any travel delays. So there you go. We'll have a complete forecast in just a minute. The Rundown, Doug Keck joining us on Friday, as he always does. We are in the beautiful season of Lent, and you know what? EW Chan has so much to offer us online, on TV, on radio. All of our great outlets, our outreach efforts, helping you make the most not only of just every day in the church, but also especially during this very important season of Lent leading into Holy Week and the resurrection of our Lord and the Ascension, right? Doug Keck, President and Chief Operating Officer of EW10, joining us at 15 minutes past the hour. The bottom of the hour, we mentioned this last week, if you recall, we had Melissa Henson on from the Parents TV and Media Council. And she was talking about this powerful online hearing, online safety hearing that took place last week in the Senate Judiciary Committee, actually took place on Valentine's Day. And because there were so many experts there, I decided, you know what, I want to look this up as a media expert myself, someone who writes and teaches on this. And it was really powerful stuff. I mean, there was really great research that was presented by different psychologists and doctors and the law enforcement people or former law enforcement What really struck me, though, is this very articulate young woman who's now, I think, a sophomore or junior in college, and she's from Birmingham, Alabama, and she was talking about what social media did to her starting at 12 years young. Her name is Emma Lemke, and she's the founder of Log Off Movement, and she's saying something has to be done to help protect young people. And I think it has to start in the home, obviously, right? because parents need to be involved. And the Holy Father is always talking about this, and our World Communications Day statements mention this over and over again from the popes. And even this week, as you heard, Pope Francis talking about prioritize, lighten your schedule, get yourself away from the things you know that don't matter. And much of our, our heaviness, much of our uh, you know, frenetic way of life comes from our attachment to technology, 
Not that we throw everything away. That's not what we're saying. But it's really important, especially during Lent, especially if you're a parent, a grandparent, if you work with young people, to make sure that we're all helping each other get control of these devices because they've taken over and they're just wreaking havoc. I mean, this Senate hearing was really, really good. It was bipartisan. And boy, you know, in an age of so much division, it was good to see people on both sides of the aisle, but also experts and personal testimonies and just incredible information. I'm going to be kind of unpacking this over the next couple of weeks. And my hope is that all of us will take note and say, hey, you know what? I have to do better at this. Sometimes we just kind of take it for granted. Yeah, 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 I know I got to do better. No, no big deal. But when you hear this, the effect this is having on so many people, including, of course, this testimony of this young woman who was so moved by what happened to her that she started this own effort to raise awareness, hopefully that'll get your attention. And you can also find out more on it at the Parents TV and Media Council, parentstv.org. So that will be our Fact Check Friday. I wish more media, speaking of media, would cover this as opposed to just conservative shows. It did get some attention last week, but not nearly enough. And we'll wrap up with Steve Ray, something that will get a lot of attention. We are in Lent, and we're going to focus on that with Steve. He is in Jerusalem in the Holy Land. He's going to talk to us about Lent in the Holy Land. So that is our program for today on a Friday, February 24th, 2023. All right, so let's take a look at the weather. We are still in the midst of this storm for parts of the country. And as I mentioned, I'm going to have a story in the news about what we went through in Michigan with the power outages. <laughs> Producer Andrew said he'll probably stay at the station all day today because his power went out yesterday. I mean, the storm had moved on and, and people were still losing power, which was odd. That was because of all the trees falling, the down lines and whatnot. All right, so the National Weather Service is saying an unusually cold winter storm still producing multiple rounds of heavy snowfall and strong winds that will lead to blizzard conditions over some of the higher terrain and mountain passes and lower snow levels where snow is unusual in California and nearby areas. Also heavy rain and flooding possible in Southern California, snow, gusty winds, and ice continuing to impact the Northeast. So keep that in mind, again, as I mentioned, if you're heading out in those affected areas and also if travel is on your schedule. Right now, six minutes past the hour. Let's get to the news. There's a lot of it. You are listening to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Let's see what's happening in and around our world on a Friday. While a judge's ruling in Texas could halt access to the abortion pill across the U.S., a group of anti-abortionists that, that, listen to this, this is another thing for Fact Check Friday, anti-abortion pro-life doctors. Shall we just say pro-life doctors, please? A group of pro-life doctors asking a district court judge in Amarillo to vacate the FDA approval of the abortion pill. Eric Baptist is with Alliance Defending Freedom, arguing the FDA did not adequately evaluate the drug safety. We're asking the court to do what is right to follow and ask the FDA to follow the law by taking these dangerous drugs off the marketplace. The goal of this lawsuit is to protect American women and girls from dangerous chemical abortion drugs. One doctor with the American Association of Pro-Life Obstetricians and Gynecologists is now a law in a lawsuit. She's a plaintiff in that lawsuit, insisting the abortion pill is harmful to women. I'm seeing these women in my own practice. Uh, my emergency room physicians, they're telling me how frequently they're seeing these complications, that women come in with retained tissue, with heavy bleeding, with serious life-threatening infections. Judge Matthew Kazmary could rule as early as today on that lawsuit. His ruling could temporarily halt access to the drugs in the U.S., including states where abortion is legal. 
At the Vatican, Deborah Castellano Luboff tells us Pope Francis is warning of the dangers of aid not reaching war-torn and earthquake-struck Syria. Do not prevent necessary aid from reaching Syria is the appeal of Pope Francis as he warned against impeding needed assistance from reaching the war-battered, earthquake-stricken Middle Eastern nation when addressing monks and priests from Eastern Orthodox churches in the Vatican on Thursday. I hope, he stressed, that everything possible will be done for the people, that there will be no reasons or sanctions to hinder the urgent and necessary aid to the population. To those who came from Syria before him, the Pope said, I would like to express a particular closeness to the dear people, tried not only by the war but also by the earthquake, which as in Turkey, has caused so many victims and terrible devastation. The Pope decried the profound suffering of so many innocent people, children, women, mothers, and families. He asked those before him to bring his greetings to the bishops and churches and expressed his prayer that the Blessed Mother protect them. Two earthquakes struck southeastern Turkey early last week, devastating wide areas in the country and in neighboring Syria. The quake toppled hundreds of buildings and killed thousands of people. The death toll has already exceeded 46,000. The prefect of the dicastery for the Eastern Churches, Archbishop Claudio Gujarati, returning from a mission to earthquake-affected areas, meanwhile, shining the light on the urgency of making sure the relief reaches those most in need. And the visit was very important because I understood, I and the group that came with me, that the possibility of conveying our humanitarian aids is extremely difficult and has to be very careful. If we don't know exactly what to do and what to avoid, we shall lose our contribution because it will be scattered in other areas or it will be delivered into the hands of people that will never give this aid to those who are in need. This is extremely important because Syria is a destitute country. Twelve, Twelve years of war Military experts are pointing to more misery with no end in sight after a year of war in Ukraine. Jay Gray is reporting from the Poland-Ukraine border. Almost 10 million Ukrainians have crossed the Polish border since the war began, with tens of thousands continuing to make that trip. And the mayor of Warsaw, Poland's capital, saying he is proud of his city and their response. We have uh, granted Ukrainians citizen-like uh, rights. They've got rights to uh, free education, free health care, free social services. We've enrolled uh, more than 17,000 kids to our schools. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky offering a defiant message on the one-year anniversary of the war with Russia. In a video released this morning, the leader said, We will defeat everyone, describing February 24, 2022 as the longest day of our lives. State landmarks throughout the state of New York are lit up in blue and yellow, Ukrainian colors today, to mark the one-year anniversary. That includes the Mario Cuomo Bridge and the Empire State Building, the Ukrainian flag being flown over the state capitol building. Meanwhile, the Metropolitan Opera tonight also hosting a very special concert to mark the anniversary. They're performing the Ukrainian national anthem and saying a prayer as part of the programming. Michael Kastner tells us one person is dead after that severe winter storm pounded the upper Midwest and the northern plains. Thousands of flights were canceled Thursday and nearly a million people lost power as a massive storm swept across the northern U.S., leaving over a foot of snow in places with winds gusting up to 50 miles an hour and wind chill temperatures approaching 40 degrees below zero. The storm killed a volunteer firefighter in Grand Rapids, Michigan, who came in contact with the downed power line. Power outages have been reported from Wisconsin to New York, and the storm left many roads across the region impassable. 
Leaders of DTE Energy and Consumers Energy in Michigan saying yesterday crews are aiming to have 95% of more than 700,000 customers affected by the ice storm back online by the end of Sunday. The storm downing nearly 3,000 power lines and coning some with more than three-quarters of an inch in ice, an amount DTE said it hasn't seen in 50 years. The Detroit-based utility company is saying its storm response teams includes 1,500 line workers, 250 wire-down response employees, and 400 out-of-state crews that will be in the field until power is restored to all customers. And that winter storm is bringing rare blizzard-like conditions to Southern California as well, along with flooding rain. The storm expected to do the most damage this evening from Los Angeles to San Diego with a half an inch to an inch of rain per hour and several inches of snow and an hour in the mountains. Strong winds, excessive snowfall, and near zero visibility are forecast for passes on Interstates 5 and 15 north and east of L.A. with one to two feet of snow in both locations. And a brand new study says no evidence that mask mandates did anything beneficial at all during COVID anywhere in the world. The comprehensive study by Oxford concluding there's just no evidence they made any difference. The authors say policymakers behind the mandates were convinced by flawed observational studies that masking would make a difference. A 21-year-old woman, as Daniel Martindale tells us, has been sentenced to three months in jail and probation for causing a deadly crash that killed her friend in California. The crash happened on Pacific Coast Highway in March of 2021. Prosecutors say the driver was high on marijuana while her passenger was standing up and filming a Snapchat video through the sunroof. The driver lost control of the car and crashed, causing the car to flip over. Her friend was ejected and died a few days later. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says U.S. inflation is coming down, but there's still more work to do. She spoke to reporters on the sidelines of a G20 financial meeting this week in southern India, saying inflation is coming down if you measure it on a 12-month basis, but again, still a lot more work to be done to bring it in line with the Fed's 2% target. She also said she believes a soft landing without a recession is possible in the U.S. due to a strong labor market and strong balance sheets. And finally, in our news segment at 14 minutes past the hour on a Friday morning, February 24th, Rory O'Neill tells us a Russian rescue ship is on its way to the space station while four new crew members prepare for launch. Overnight, Russia launched an empty Soyuz spacecraft to the ISS to replace one that sprang a leak. This will ensure crew members will have a way to get home safely. Turbo pumps at flight speed and liftoff. A new ride back to Earth for Rubio, Prokopiev, and Patelin takes aim on the International Space Station. Early Monday, four new crew members will launch to the station from Florida aboard a SpaceX rocket, a Russian cosmonaut working alongside American astronauts, even while relations between the two nations are strained. It is a Friday morning, 15 minutes past the hour. Get that uh, a notepad ready. You want to jot down some notes as to what coming up, what is coming up on the schedule for EWTN, especially as we move through Lent 2023. Doug Keck, our President and Chief Operating Officer with the Inside Word, coming up next on a Friday. Stay tuned. Divine Intimacy Radio. The greatest joy in my life is helping others to come to know Christ more fully. And there's no better light on this path, the path to deep union with God, than the wisdom of the saints. Talking about this daily on EWTN Radio is one of the great joys of my life. Divine Intimacy Radio, Sunday, 6.30 a.m., 1.30 p.m., and 11 p.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. 
This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for almost 20 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent millions of dollars to thousands of pro-life charities. 5G coverage is available nationwide and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. Live chat and a video introduction are available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile. Everyday living. Effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. CMF Curo is a Catholic health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Every Friday, we check in with Doug Keck, our Chief Operating Officer and President of the Network, to give you an idea of what's coming up. And there's so much going on that we could talk about, but I can't stress enough the importance, Doug, of being able to just really focus and kind of settle ourselves and and watch some really good films or some really good shows all about Lent. And, uh, and, you know, obviously, AW10's programming is driven by the the seasons of the Mm -hmm. church. And, of course, we've got uh, with Ash Wednesday just past us, our first Friday here in Lent. So our Lenten programming especially kicks in. Tomorrow we have a program, a special uh, entitled Lent at Ephesus, the Benedictus of Mary, Queen of the Apostles in northwest Missouri. Mm -hmm. Talk about their priory and what they're transforming. That's Lent at Ephesus. We also have Lent, a season of grace. Uh, a series of talks that will be presented in programs every Sunday. People can check that out. We also have a new set of Lenten reflections that were done overseas uh, in the U.K. and Ireland. A uh, new special by the Church in the Poor with uh, Father Richard Holung, a dynamic speaker, talking about charity during Lent. And um, other programming on top of that, we've got a program on Agnes of Bohemia airing tomorrow. Another program on the origins of the Servants of Mary called Light of Soledad. And we've got some interesting programming. We've got Life on the Rock, Elvis Graubach. I uh, hope he pronounced his name right. He was the former Kansas City Chiefs quarterback. And he's on with Brother John talking cool. about uh, Life on the Rock. Uh, so that should be fun uh, for young people. We've also got a couple of specials, Women of Grace interviews, one-on-one with Father Sebastian White and also with Scott Hahn. And that's just a taste of some of the programming we have, obviously, for Lent and uh, elsewhere. EW10.com and check out On Demand and our YouTube channel and also from Radio Podcast Central. 
I was uh, talking this morning in the first hour of my program. Uh, the Register reposted an article in which I was uh, a piece in which I was interviewed for all about Lent and different tips. And one of the things that Father Looney was one of the the folks who was also interviewed. Sure. And he was saying the importance of go, which is what EWTN is offering, as mm-hmm. you just mentioned, the importance of going to different places in the world online during Lent and to use that as an opportunity to pray, which I think is really a beautiful thing. He was talking about checking into the Lord's website, and I guess there's there's prayer 24/7 there when you when you go online. And you were mentioning there were some other events from different places around the world that we can watch, right, during Lent? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll, we do some events from Knock, and obviously, uh, in fact, we just had a, a phone meeting. Peter Gangan and his team was talking to the people of the Lords uh, about some additional programming. They're, they're thrilled that we're carrying uh, the rosary in the morning. Uh, they've seen a definite increase in popularity and viewing, so uh, we're looking to do some more programs with them, even uh, some programs that might be available in French, which we are hoping to use in Canada and in uh, parts of Africa. So mm-hmm. we're working with them. Uh, we're also, I mean, kind of tying into that, but uh, some of our team's heading over to uh, Portugal to have some meetings uh, because uh, World Youth Day is going to happen there next summer. Uh, and, of course, we have great relationships and carry all the events uh, from our friends at Fatima as well and so and we we're also uh just even for lent if i don't know if people caught father mitch's show the other night we had a special one minute uh uh video from uh, the priest who oversees our ukrainian uh channel uh from kiev and mm-hmm. uh, you know kind of praying for peace etc and uh, it allowed people uh, certainly to tie in 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 unison regardless of your overall political persuasion or pictures of what's going on over there nobody can be against peace nobody can be against the idea that these people need to be right. uh, left alone and and shouldn't be uh, under the uh, ravages of war one way or the other and so another way for people to connect with catholics around the globe and like you said i think it's also important in the in the pell-mell ever-changing 24-7 cycle of social media and the latest mm-hmm. headline, um, the latest thing to get yourself worked up and upset about, to, to say, you know, our Lord said, you know, you can't change, you know, worrying one day. doesn't mean you shouldn't care, but you also have to step back and say, in the big picture of things, where is my spiritual life? Is this helping me be a better Catholic, being a better Christian, mm-hmm. being a better mother or a father? And if it's not, then you have to take a breath and say, you know, maybe I have to pray a little bit more and spend a little less time looking at some craziness on the Internet um, that that's disturbing my peace. Because right. it's important for us to have that peace because it's in that peace, like in Eucharistic adoration and the, and the, and the times at Mass where you're just, you know, it's silence that people think and they connect with the Lord. I always wonder why people think that if you're not all worked up about something, that you're not doing something productive. In other words, if you're not consuming all this negativity, whether it be some particular very sensational and inaccurate so-called Catholic websites are claiming the world is ending and the church is ever imploding, that you can't, for example, be concerned about the, the things in the world, as you said, and to do something productive, whether it be a corporal or spiritual work of mercy that you could do or pray or something, but you have to be focused on this negativity in order to really mean that you care. Right, and what's bad is the negativity ultimately is negative for you. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, that's the trouble. People get consumed in the anger of the moment, and, and, and it disturbs their peace, and it doesn't mean we should not care about these things and hide our heads at the same time like you said we have to remember that you know prayer is powerful i think some people have lost faith in prayer 
Uh, we hear it sometimes with people where uh, horrible things happen, and they say, "Oh, enough with the you know offering up the prayers and everything." Yeah, now, some congressman got really right. nasty last week after the right, two weeks right. after the shooting at MSU. Absolutely, another you know where you say, "No, no, no, no." Listen, nobody says there shouldn't be other rules or regulations or changes, but we the first thing we can all do is pray. Uh, and, and we know how important that is, not only for the people being prayed for, but for the people who are doing the pray- praying themselves. It, it centers them. It brings them in touch with the Lord. It makes them think reflectively, okay, what about the people who lost their lives? What about my life? What about my children? You know, what, what is going on in my life? What am I being distracted by that ultimately isn't really that important? Or being distracted by the little things, as Mother said in, in the summer before she had her stroke, that idea of just kind of stepping back and saying, you know, don't allow all the minutia things to take away your peace, to drive you crazy. They're going to be there. God will take care of those things. Focus on what's important. Keep your eyes on the prize. The prize is is becoming a better person, a better Catholic, and getting yourself and your family to heaven. And that's doing something. Yes, we pray, but we, we combine that with action, which means, okay, we have to start. The only people we can change with the help of God, I mean, it's, it's ourselves. But, it's the only people we can but, change. But, but which comes first? It's the prayer. Prayer, it's, right. It's prayer. your faith that drives right. the action. action. The problem we exactly. have in the world today is people are putting action in front of their spirituality. And they're, and they're, and they're draining their spirituality. It's not being reinforced. And they get caught up in doing actions. And you end up with this materialistic basically utilitarian world where your value is only in what you accomplish and what Mm -hmm. you do not who you are right and also god is going to give you the direction as to what he wants you to do and where he wants you to go and you have to make sure i was just talking about this with someone yesterday i can't remember an email i think i responded to you have to make sure that you're in god's will and so you start there with prayer maybe he doesn't want you to go off here and do this maybe he just wants you to concentrate on something at home we all have different gifts yes amen amen great advice and look forward to all the great programming check it out ewtn.com fact check friday up next stay tuned Do you want to grow closer to God in prayer, overcome temptation, become a better Catholic, grow in holiness in your state in life, and just want to be a happier person? Hi, this is Father Sam Medley from the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity, host of a weekly program, A Life Lived Joyfully, brought to you by the Guadalupe Radio Network. Join me on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays as we dive into the Catholic Daily Mass readings as the basis for this call to holiness, 3 p.m. Central and 4 p.m. Eastern. Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. I'm excited to announce the start of a new organization, Good Counselor Careers. We are dedicated to helping high school students make the transition from high school to the next phase of their life. Whether that direction is in business, academia, trades, religious life, military, or even a gap year. Through our many resources, your teen will define their interests and values to develop a keen understanding of how they can find God's plan for them. More information can be found at goodcouncilcareers.com. 
The first-class relic of Blessed Father Michael McGivney, the founder of the Knights of Columbus and Apostle of Spiritual Brotherhood and Unity, is available for veneration on Sunday, March 5th at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Catholic Church in Keller. Veneration will take place from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. followed by Mass at 5 p.m. There will also be a special presentation after Mass from Father Kalish, head of the chaplain program for the Knights. Father Kalish was present when Blessed McGivney's tomb was reopened in order to get relics after his beatification. St. Joseph is a patron saint of home and family. At My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine, we support the Guadalupe Radio Network's mission of honoring and supporting home and family as longtime sponsors of KATH 910 AM. We're Bob and Norma Duane, owners of My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine. We would be honored to speak with you about all your mortgage needs. We can be reached at 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. We are an Eagle Housing Lender, NMLS 265303. Catholic Connection Fact Check Friday. Good to be with you on a Friday morning, February 24th, 2023. After this segment, we'll be checking in with our friend Steve Ray. Lent in the Holy Land. He's there actually in Jerusalem at the Notre Dame Center waiting for another group to come in. Israel has been open for some time and Steve's been doing many a pilgrimage. And we'll chat with him, as I mentioned, in our closing segment for a Friday morning. Right now on Fact Check Friday, as I mentioned earlier at the top of the hour, I wanted to play a short clip of this uh, very dynamic young woman from Birmingham, Alabama. She's now in college, and she testified last week at the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing, which took place on Valentine's Day, February 14th. Now, you recall that we did discuss this with Melissa Henson, if you're a regular listener with the Parents Television Council, last week. And she was talking about the importance for more safety and coming from Congress to protect kids online. And I thought I would play, now there's incredible people who testified at this event, and it's a very bipartisan issue, and it's nice to see people on both sides of the aisle come together on this very important topic. So they heard from law enforcement officials, former law enforcement officials, dealing with the problems of kids being connected online and pedophiles moving in it's just it's just horrific what's happening we also heard from a psychologist from the american psychological association who talked about the effects on the brain in terms of social media and how uh, all these things happen in our body and we heard from a mom who's a child uh, had exposure to drugs online through social media and we heard from someone from the um, national center for missing and exploited children along with this young woman emma lemke Again, she's now a college student, and because of what happened to her online through social media, she decided to start her own movement. It's called the Log Off Movement. Now, a lot of people obviously are aware of these issues, and we know just from all the studies that have been released that we all could do better when it comes to our media habits, especially during Lent. But do we really take it seriously? You know, stories speak volumes, especially especially personal testimonies. And that's why Andrew and I are going to roll this tape now, roll the audio from this segment of the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing for online safety, which was held last week. Take a listen. I created my first social media account, Instagram, in the sixth grade. To As 12-year-old girl to 12-year-old me, these platforms seemed almost magical. But as I began to spend more time online, I was met with a harsh reality. Social media was not magic. It was an illusion, a product that was predicated on maximizing my attention at the cost of my well-being. As my screen time increased, my mental and physical health suffered. 
The constant quantification of my worth through likes, comments, and followers heightened my anxiety and deepened my depression. As a young woman, the constant exposure to unrealistic body standards and harmful recommended content led me towards disordered eating and severely damaged my sense of self. But no matter the harm incurred, addictive features like autoplay and the endless scroll pulled me back into the online world where I continued to suffer. And there I remained for over three years, mindlessly scrolling for five to six hours a day. I eventually reached a breaking point in the ninth grade, and I began the long and difficult process of rebuilding my relationship with technology in a healthier way. Senators, my story is not one in isolation. It is a story representative of my generation, Generation Z. As the first digital natives, we have the deepest understanding of the harms of social media through our lived experiences. But it is from those experiences that we can begin to build the most promising solutions. It is only when young people are given a place at the table that effective solutions can emerge and safer online spaces can be created. The power of youth voices is far too great to continue to be ignored. Through Log Off, I have engaged with hundreds of kids across the globe and who have shared their experiences of harm with me. I have listened as young people have told me stories of online harassment, vicious cyberbullying, unwanted direct messages. But most powerfully, I have heard as members of my generation have expressed concern not just for our own well-being, but for younger siblings, for cousins, and for all those to come after us. While our stories may differ, we share the frustration of being portrayed as passive victims of big tech. We are ready to be active agents of change, rebuilding new and safer online spaces for the next generation. Ten years from now, social media will not be what it is today. It will be what members of my generation build it to be. We want to build it differently. We want to build it right. I came here today as the representative for those young changemakers, to be the voice not just of those of my generation who have been harmed or who are currently struggling, but to be a voice for all of those 12-year-old girls yet to come. The genie is out of the bottle, and we will never go back to a time where social media does not exist, nor should we. But make no mistake, unregulated social media is a weapon of mass destruction that continues to jeopardize the safety, privacy, and well-being of all American youth. It's time to act. And I urge you, senators, to make to take meaningful steps to regulate these companies, not just for our generation and my generation, but with my generation. 
Integrating youth-lived experiences is essential in the regulatory process in getting it right. Wow. A young college student from Birmingham, Alabama, Emma Lemke, founder of the Log Off Movement. In just four minutes, she told us about what social media did to her, gave her unrealistic body standards, a poor sense of self, and she ended up spending five to six hours a day on social media. Now, also mentioned in this testimony last week, a psychologist from the APA, the American Psychological Association, said it's up to about eight hours a day young people are using social media. I may have mentioned that this past weekend, Deacon Dom and I went to a wonderful diaconate retreat for couples, which is held every year in the Archdiocese of Detroit. And it was led by uh, one of our professors who also is a psychologist, and he works a lot with families struggling with media addictions, whether it be pornography or some other type of addiction. And he shared a story of how parents came to him, one couple came to him, and they were having trouble with their son regarding media addiction. And he was saying, okay, well, how do you, you, you know, monitor the media in your house? What do you do? How many hours do you give your kids online? Do you take the phone away from them when they come home and put it in a basket and allow them to get it the next day, which is a really good idea, if they even have a phone at all? And they said, oh, no, no restrictions. We absolutely trust our children. Now, in theory, that may sound, you know, very um, nice to trust your kids, but As you just heard, this very articulate and smart young woman is saying that young people need help. We all need help when we come to using these different devices. They can have a very, very negative effect, and we need to work together. Especially during this time of Lent when we need to silence so much of the noise in our lives. We'll be right back. I'm Join St. Mary of Carmel Catholic School in Dallas as they present Father Greg Boyle on Thursday, March 9th at the Terry Center at Jesuit College Preparatory School in Dallas. The talks take place at 7 p.m. and proceeds benefit St. Mary of Carmel Catholic School. Boyle is the founder of Homeboy Industries in Los Angeles, the largest gang intervention, rehabilitation, and reentry program in the world. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit smsschool.org. Hello, I'm Joshua Stafish, a member of Modern Day Parish in Irving and a new sponsor here at KATH 910AM. I'm the co-owner of Absolute Painting. We serve customers throughout the DFW Metroplex, help them with home improvement projects, both interior and exterior, along with painting, drywall, foundation repairs, and other projects, large and small. I welcome your opportunity to prepare an estimate for your next project. You can find us at AbsolutePTG.com or by phone and text at 972-375-5100. Show your support for Catholic schools. Mount St. Michael Catholic School, located in Oak Cliff, offers a distinct Catholic classical education. They invite all KATH 910 AM listeners to their Student Benefit Banquet, an annual fundraiser to support scholarships for deserving students. The 10th Annual Banquet takes place Friday, March 3rd at the Brookhaven Country Club in Farmer's Branch from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Sponsors are still needed. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit msmcatholic.org. 
Hello, my name is Liz Mertz. My husband, Bill, and I own Master Tech Auto Repair and Planning. We are proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. Master Tech is a full-service auto repair for all vehicles, from oil changes to complete engine replacement or transmission service. We are located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day. Wrapping up a Friday morning with Steve Ray, our own Jerusalem Jones, who's actually in Jerusalem right now, talking to us from the beautiful Notre Dame Center, which is right across from the uh, Christian, one of the Christian entrances to the old city. I love that place, and Steve and I have done many pilgrimages together there. So, Steve, you're in Lent, and we were talking during the break. It's interesting that because the Christian population is so small there and getting smaller and smaller, you don't really see a lot of the outward expressions that we would see here in the United States regarding Lent, correct? Right. I, I would say that's part of the reason, because here, even in uh, in, the, in Jerusalem or in the whole of the land here, you've got less than 1.5%. And so we have been in Bethlehem the last couple of days, and so, but you don't see a lot of, um, there's no outward, you wouldn't know, let me just put it this way, if you were a traveler or a tourist going through, you wouldn't know it was Lent. You wouldn't know it was Ash Wednesday or Lent. I didn't see anybody out on the streets or in places with ashes on their forehead. But that might also be because not everybody does things like we do in the United States where we put a cross on the forehead with the ashes. Right. In other countries, they sprinkle some ashes on top. So a funny thing was, you know, our priest on this trip, was his name is Father Aguilar, and uh, Alfonso Aguilar, he's from Granada, Spain. And we, we've been friends for over 20 years, and mm-hmm. I invited him to come. So when, when everybody went up for ashes here at the Notre Dame, we made sure that we had ashes for the, the uh, Mass that morning, um, he sprinkled them on top of their heads. And so people were a little bit not sure what to do. They they just went up and got them, but they, they weren't used to that. So for me, you know, with no hair, he sprinkled the ashes on it. By the time I walked back to my seat, they had all blown off. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that is a very European that. practice, though. There are images of the Holy Father doing that at the Ash Wednesday Mass, sprinkling it on people's right. heads. That's what they do over, I think, in Europe as well. Yeah. Yep. So, and they may that may even be part of the traditions here. And another thing you got to remember here too, Teresa, is that there's not just the Catholic Church. Right. There's a lot of different. There's the Greek Orthodox. There's the Russian Orthodox. There's the Armenians, and so and they have different days that they do these things. So Catholics are the are not in the majority. Greek Orthodox actually. Are. We can talk about all that in a minute. So when we think about Ash Wednesday, we all assume it's on a certain day, but when you have all of these different rites and uh, different churches, the Greek Orthodox, Russian Orthodox, Armenian, even they have Greek Orthodox and Greek Catholic, so you've got, it's, it's almost hard to keep track of it all, and they have Christmas on different days, they have Lent on different days, so really it's not something that jumps out at you when you're here. Talking with Steve Ray, of course, our own Jerusalem Jones, CatholicConvert.com. He's leading pilgrimages again and has been uh, all year long and even late last year to the Holy Land. And he's waiting for a group to arrive, I understand, from Ave Maria University, Steve? Yes, the, the group we just had was families. Uh, really wonderful families and a lot of young kids. It was excellent. But now what we're doing, Janet and I are taking a day to lay over and rest here. My son, Jesse started something called Inheritance Pilgrimage. You can look it up, inheritancepilgrimage.com. 
And what he, what we did noticed is that the Jews, they do it better than we do. They do some things better than us. They bring 50,000 young Jewish students over here every year for free. They have donors that do tax-deductible estate planning kind of things. And they bring over 50,000 wow. Jewish students a year, and it's called birthright. I don't know the Hebrew word for it, but it's birthright. And they're teaching these young Jewish kids their Jewish heritage, their birthright as Jews. You can see the buses of them driving out of the airport and all over. They go to different places than we do. They go to Masada, and they go to all the Jewish sites. We go to the Christian sites, and some Jewish too. But they they come home on fire realizing who and what they are as Jewish. Now, we said, why don't we do that as Catholics? We're losing 9 out of 10 of our kids in college, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're leaving the faith because they haven't been rooted. They don't know their inheritance. They don't know their birthright. So we started Inheritance Pilgrimage. We're building it off of what Janet and I have done with Footprints of God, it's about half the price, so it's very uh, $3,500. These kids can come over here. Plus, we're, Jesse set up with Ave Maria University and all around our mailing list, and we got donations. We raised $20,000 to help this busload of kids come. It's all tax-deductible, too, by the way. And so Ave Maria University partnered with us on our first trip, and so we, we're going to pick up 45 students from wow. Ave Maria University and five adults as chaperones, and we have a different itinerary, Teresa. We're going to be riding jeeps out in the deserts out past Bethlehem. We're renting jeeps to go on jeep tours in the desert. Oh, fun! We're going to walk through. Yes, it is, and we're going to be going through Hezekiah's Tunnel, and that's where you, it's in the pitch dark for a half an hour tunnel. Where you're up to your waist in water. Uh, we just have a bunch of things that they're really going to enjoy doing, along with the special things like we have the high mass, them in the Holy Sepulchre at the tomb. We're going to have Mass again at, at um, Gethsemane, and, but we, it's only seven days, not eight, but we really pack those days with things for these kids to do, camel riding, swimming in the Dead Sea, among a whole bunch of other things. Oh, cable car ride in uh, Haifa, we're going to be up on the mountains, on the Carmel Mountains, take a cable car all the way down to the Mediterranean and have lunch. Beautiful. So, and what... Our goal, of course, is to get these kids to, out of their comfort zone, get their gadgets and their iPhones out of their hands, get them here in the land where we're going to give them an intense Bible course and a course in being Catholic and in the land and learn your inheritance. This is where it started. We want them to go back home to be on fire for Jesus and the church and stay that way, get through college, get married, and stay Catholic. How important is it to do that, do you think, during this very important season on the church calendar of Lent? Well, I think it's, it's extra special. People love to do, we have uh, created the tradition in the church that we, even though you just kind of go on your merry way the rest of the year, when Lent comes around, you kind of you get pushed into a chair and say, okay, we're going we're gonna to practice what we preach now. We're going to get holy during this time. We're going to mm-hmm. be living out the faith a little more. We're going to do more prayers, more mass. And this is a good thing because we get in cycles, don't we? We, we get in a cycle of just getting busy with everything, and, all, and it's good for the church to say, okay, everybody, Lent is here, Cash Wednesday. And so we find that people love to have parish missions. I would be willing to bet you get more invitations to come and speak during Lent than any other time mm-hmm, of the year mm-hmm. because people want to do Lenten missions. They want to prepare for Easter. They want to 
take advantage of this season where everybody's mind is turned towards repentance and being more spiritual and Bible reading and that kind of thing. So bringing people uh, here on a pilgrimage is good. It, it makes it a little more difficult because we have to adjust the schedule for no meat on this day and so on. Uh, they, and the, the, calendar, the schedule here was for uh, beef shawarmas on Friday, and we had to change it. No, we're going to have to have falafels, no meat that day. Mm-hmm. So, But it is going to be good. The kids, they will never forget this Lent, and the rest of their lives they will remember Lent in the Holy Land. Absolutely. Talking with Steve Ray, of course, author, speaker, and convert to the faith, uh, catholicconvert.com, and find out all about his beautiful pilgrimages and all of the great work that he's doing. He is calling us this morning, talking to us from the Notre Dame Center in Jerusalem, right across from the Christian Quarter. And I'm thinking about it because I've been there so many times with you, Steve, and just how incredible it is to be able to walk on those holy sites especially, again, going back to the season of Lent, uh, just kind of imaging or imagining, you know, cutting up to that point as we get closer and closer to Holy Week. Sure, and we're going to take the kids out in the desert. So who was in the desert during the first Lent? Well, mm-hmm. it was Jesus, wasn't it? Forty days of being in the desert. Well, we're going to take them out in the desert. And don't, don't think that for one minute I'm not going to talk to them about Lent and what happened out here in the Judean wilderness. That's where we're going to be. So I'm going to talk to them about this. You guys are out here riding jeeps around, but let's stop and get out of here and let's have a prayer, a time of prayer and meditation. And remember, this is where Jesus was. You guys had a nice lunch. You're going to go back for a nice dinner. And remember, Jesus was out here 40 days and 40 nights with nothing until the devil came and said, see those stones right there? Can you smell those? If they be bread, oh, wouldn't they taste good? And Jesus was tempted, and he didn't fall for the temptation. And so we in Lent need to do the same. So we're going to take advantage of the sites that we're at. And uh, with Lent coming up on the crucifixion and Easter, we're going to walk the Via Della Rosa, just like we did yesterday morning early at 4.30 in the morning. We're g- These kids aren't going to be used to getting up away from call four in the morning. They're all gonna it's going to be, be like Chris Catholic boot camp, that. right? It's right. That's right. And we're going to get up with Jesus, and we're going to carry the cross at 4.30 in the morning along the Via Della Rosa. And then we're going to go up and touch, touch the top of Calvary, and we have Mass at the tomb. So, And we all will go in the tomb during at the end of Mass, so we'll all get to go in. But this is all a preparation for Easter, isn't it? And these kids will never, ever think of Lent and Easter and the, all of this the same again. And we want them to know that it's not a fairy tale. It didn't begin with once upon a time in a land far away, and when you get into college, you're going to learn in the real world that science has debunked Christianity. And so, no, they're going to learn the truth of it here. When they go home, they're going to say, no, no, I was there, I saw it. I'm ready to die for Jesus if I have to. What a powerful Lenten experience for them. Yep, it will be. And, you know, one of the things, Teresa, too, is when we come here as American Catholics excited about the faith, we inspire the Catholics here, too, because, you know, in, in many ways, and I was just talking to the patriarch the other day, and he said, and the, and the bishop, auxiliary bishop, a good friend of mine, that the people here are sacramentalized, but they are not evangelized or catechized, meaning that, they, that they're Catholics by birth and Catholics by the rituals that they do, but they haven't really been evangelized. And and unfortunately, in many ways, people here who are Christians, not all of them, I'm not saying all of them, but way, way too many, they think of themselves as Christian, define Christian as being not Muslim or not Jewish. Here, you are born a Christian. 
you are born, you can tell who is a Christian who is not by their last name. You can tell who's Jewish or Muslim by their last name. So too often, the Christians here are Christians because they are not Muslims or Catholics. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. That's how they identify themselves. And so, in a way, it's good for us to come here because they see our folks not wanting meat on Friday and see our folks enthusiastic and our folks that have ashes. Because there was another group here, and they went out with ashes on their forehead. They're an American group. And uh, so then the Christians here, in a way, are inspired by our enthusiasm. Many times people said, wow, you guys are really, uh, I don't know what you call it, but you guys really are. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, the bishop even says that when we come, we inspire them, not only because, say, there's 1.5%. When a whole bunch of Catholics and Christians come into the land, all of a sudden their numbers swell because of us. So one funny thing about Lent, and, and we're talking about ashes on the forehead, I saw a funny uh, meme the other day. It says young women uh, looking for a good husband, the, the, ch- the church has given you a great blessing because it's marked all the good ones for you it's on Ash Wednesday. Aww, <laughs> that's <laughs> cute. Go out and look for the guys with ashes on their foreheads. Just get them. This is awesome, though, because I, I know the impact that pilgrimages have on people, and, and, as, as you do, because this is a big part of, of who we are as, as evangelists. And I know that every time I go, I never get tired of it. I, I mean, I've been to, to Israel yes. with you, I think, over a dozen times, and, and I can just imagine. I, I know I haven't been on the on the desert in the Jeep rides, but I definitely want to do that. That sounds like a lot of fun. But I've been to Masada. Of course, we've been to Holy Sepulchre all throughout Jerusalem and the Sea of Galilee. And when you say those words, the images just pop into my head. When I read the scriptures, yep. the images pop into my head. And when yep. when the kids go back, and as they go into, think about that, Steve, what you're doing, as they go into, eventually, Holy Week, how they're going to be reliving all of that, and to carry that with them their entire lives. Yes, and then they'll be able to influence other people as well. So, this uh, people, when they left on this last trip, they said, we're going home for Easter. It's coming up, you know, we're in Lent now. And they they experienced Ash Wednesday here in Jerusalem. They said, we're going home now. We will never, ever experience Easter the same again. For example, when we take people to Peter and Galicantu, you know that. I love uh, that church. Eastern, the prison, yep. underneath where, they, where we take them down into yep. the prison where Christ is kept. And say, now imagine it's pitch dark and you're in the mud down here. And you don't, and you know tomorrow morning they're going to strip you naked and beat you and whip you and hang you on a cross and all this. And, and you could call 72,000 angels to release you, but he didn't. And... Just And I read Psalm 88 to them on down there, and I said, do any of you think you'll ever think of Holy Thursday the same again? And they all say, no, no never. No. After this, never. Yeah. So, and you know, we also... In, Oops, uh, we're out of time, separate. Steve, but great discussion. And please, post lots on Facebook so we can see it, and we'd love to uh, hear more about it as you move through this beautiful journey with these young people. And these pilgrimages are available. You can go to catholicconvert.com more information steve ray live from the notre dame center in jerusalem if you've never done a pilgrimage you really should check it out they're amazing we'll be right back let you know what's coming up next week stay tuned he is honored by the church as one of the most learned bishops in church history. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. St. Isidore of Seville came from a holy family. His three siblings are also saints. He succeeded his brother as Bishop of Seville in 600 and used diocesan councils to build a Christian culture in Spain. He is said to have known the sum total of all learning of his age. He died in 636 and was named a doctor in 1722. To find out more, visit EWTN.com and click on Catholicism. 
Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. This program is brought to you in part by MyLifeAngels.com. MyLifeAngels provides peace of mind by notifying you the moment a loved one enters an emergency room. Right on your smartphone, you'll have instant access to everything needed, including all legal documents to ensure you are empowered to protect their life-affirming wishes. MyLifeAngels also alerts hospital ER staff with critical medical information and emergency contacts. More information at MyLifeAngels.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to Catholic Connection, a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN. All the great programming Doug mentioned, don't forget EWTN.com. And also, for archives and additional great resources, AveMariaRadio.net. Coming up on Monday, I will be uh, traveling from an event. Vanessa will be filling in, along with Gail Buckley and some other great interviews. You don't want to miss it. We'll see you on a Tuesday. God willing. Ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Your connection to our treasured Catholic faith all day, every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Are you grieving the loss of a loved one? St. Monica Church in Dallas will be starting their grief support group again this January. They will have sessions in both English and Spanish. The English session will meet every Wednesday from 7 to 9 p.m. starting January 25th. The Spanish session will be every Tuesday, also from 7 to 9 p.m., starting January 31st till April 4th. Come get the healing you need. Visit saintmonicachurch.org. That's S-A-I-N-T, monicachurch.org. Hello, I'm Dr. Kyle Eberline, owner of MidCities Dental and a parishioner at Good Shepherd Catholic Church in Colleyville. We have been joyfully treating patients in our Catholic community for many years. We're truly blessed to be serving the people of our area and proud to be a sponsor of this great radio station, KATH 910 AM. If you're in need of dental care or would like a second opinion, you can reach us online at midcitiesdental.com. Blessed be God. 
Blessed be his holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be his most sacred heart. Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 